Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Brain Food Podcast. I am Casey Thomas and today I want to do a follow-up to last week's, which was talking about breakfast. So today I want to talk about what should your breakfast actually look like. Okay, and before we get into that, if you can, please go ahead and leave me a rating and review. I love reading what you guys send me. Please tell me what you guys are thinking, and please tell me what you guys want to hear more about, okay? I love feedback. And if you can, please also subscribe, because I do have a lot more stuff in the pipeline coming, and I want you to be the first to know when that stuff is coming on out, okay? So with that out of the way, let's talk about what should the composition of your breakfast actually look like if you do decide to have breakfast, right? We mentioned that intermittent fasting is a thing and is appropriate for some people, certainly. But for those of us who decide they want to start incorporating breakfast, they want to see some of those cognitive performance improvements, what should it look like? And last week I mentioned that those benefits are only really going to be apparent if your breakfast is balanced, okay? Before I, I get into this a little bit more, I need to talk about some of the traditional folk wisdom, which has guided research in this space. And usually, I hate folk wisdom. Um, usually, I'm more about the science myself. But um, it turns out that folk wisdom is actually better more often than it isn't. Okay. Um, usually, it comes out of our own personal observations, right? Usually, these these uh, these notions are built off of observations from people over time and that's why they're there and so more often than not you tend to see that these are grounded in some level of truth and so the 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 folk wisdom i want to talk about real quickly is this idea of simple and complex carbohydrates now there wasn't too much research in this this is just purely people kind of making it up (laughs) Um, but what they say is you know that simple carbohydrates are great for 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 performance think about this huge market that we have now for uh, sports bars and drinks and you know the notion of carb loading right having a big pasta meal the day before your race Um, there's also the idea of a sugar high right a lot of people believe that quick little bits of sugar are energizing okay and while that's not necessarily what the science has come to say um, this is what you know is common in folk wisdom is that sugar sugars are a quick source of energy and the cost of that quick source of energy is that it comes with a crash right that's what you always say is okay you get the sugar high and then you get the sugar lows you get this crash there's a huge market around this now and so in contrast to our simple carbohydrates we have our complex carbohydrates which are a sustained release and they say that these complex carbs have no crash right so if you're if you're looking for that sustained high without the crash you're supposed to go for the complex carbohydrates and underlying both of these ideas is this assumption that circulating blood sugar levels are important for performance and for energy right because both are saying that if we elevate our blood sugar levels a little bit, we're going to be seeing improvements in performance. We're going to be energized, and it's it's going to be great. And what we want to do is we want to say sustain that high without coming back down. And this is linked specifically to our blood sugar levels. That's that's what these statements are saying. The literature 
says that reactive hypoglycemia, which is simply if I eat a piece of candy right now, do I actually get a crash when that's over? True reactive hypoglycemia, which is, yes, a big crash in your blood sugar levels, that is a true medical condition, okay? However, it is very, very, very rare. Most people do not get this. Most people who crash, in air quotes, <laughs> all they're doing is returning to their normal levels of blood sugar. And there is no data that this impairs your performance any. So, okay, so with that out of the way, you know, we started looking at carbs for breakfast. And if you look at all of your traditional carbs at breakfast, you tend to see things like breakfast cereals, right? Oatmeal, pastries, bagels, toast, all these things are very carb heavy. It seems that for whatever reason, um, this folk wisdom has, you know, guided what Americans will typically associate as a breakfast food. Okay, usually people aren't thinking, oh, I'm going to have some lamb chops for breakfast. Usually people aren't thinking they're going to have a salad for breakfast. Uh, we have a very clear idea in our heads about what breakfast food items are, and that's entirely artificial. This is something that the, the food industry has kind of forced on us, if you will. That's kind of what we're, we're dealing with. This is what's guided the literature. So I want, I want to talk a little bit about this. I want to talk about what does the science say is good for a good composition for our breakfast. One thing that I do want to mention, which I, I briefly touched on last week, is that in the mornings, you do have a higher insulin sensitivity. And so this means that your ability to process carbohydrates is much better in the mornings than it is in the evening times. It starts out great and it gets worse and worse and worse throughout the day. And if you are someone who feels bad about eating carbs, I know a lot of people who, who say they feel bad about eating carbs, you get a little bit more leeway if you do put them at breakfast, okay, because of this higher insulin sensitivity. So if you pull some of your carbs from dinner and you put them at breakfast, that's actually a nice optimization as far as your body's own metabolism and physiology goes, all right? Now, there's something else that I want to talk about, uh, which you might have heard about, is the idea of a tryptophan ratio. And in common, you know, folk, folk wisdom, uh, people will say turkeys make them drowsy because turkeys have that tryptophan in them. Okay, uh, you hear that a lot. And what, what you see is that high carb meals, they will actually increase the tryptophan ratio in your body. And the reason for that is because carbs cause a spike in insulin. Insulin flushes out um, the amino acids in your blood and tells them to go into the muscles. And tryptophan is too big and it gets stuck in the blood. Okay, so it can't get flushed into the muscles when you have this insulin spike. And what happens there is the tryptophan then is just accumulating in the blood until it passes by your brain. And then all that tryptophan goes into your brain and it makes you drowsy. Quick little sidebar here, fruits are actually an excellent carb choice at breakfast because they contain fructose, which doesn't really cause an insulin spike. Okay, with that out of the way, um, high protein meals, on the other hand, they cause a lower tryptophan ratio. And this might be a little bit counterintuitive, but it's a ratio. And when you eat protein, you're eating a bunch of amino acids. When I say protein, protein is simply just the term that is a category which includes all of the amino acids out there. Okay, so a bunch of amino acids together, those are a protein. 
And so when you eat protein sources, you're getting a bunch of amino acids, of which tryptophan is one. But because you're eating so much more, tryptophan is just a single amino acid out of the entire bunch, you're going to be outweighing that tryptophan. Okay, so there is now much more other amino acids in relationship to the tryptophan. And because your high protein meal has less carbs, you're causing less insulin to be released. Less insulin release means that there's less of a flush. And what happens is now your brain doesn't absorb as much tryptophan because it's instead absorbing the other amino acids that are floating around in there. And as a result, you are more awake. As far as the tryptophan ratio is concerned, the high protein meal is going to lower it and make you less drowsy. A high carb meal is going to raise your tryptophan ratio and make you more drowsy. The other thing that you should know about high protein is that there's another amino acid called tyrosine, and tyrosine is just directly stimulating. So not only are you lowering the tryptophan ratio, which is making you less drowsy when you're having a high protein meal, you are also increasing consumption of tyrosine, which is a directly stimulating amino acid. So that was a lot of science, right? Who cares? What am I getting at here? High carb meals that are purely carbohydrate will cause drowsiness shortly after. High protein meals are greatly anti-fatiguing. Okay, so if you want to induce drowsiness, have a high carb meal. If you want to induce wakefulness, have a high protein meal. That's all I'm saying here. In addition to this alertness level, right, which is incredibly important. Uh, incredibly important for brain performance. You need to be alert and you need to be awake if you want to have your brain functioning at optimal capacity, right? It's like <laughs> if, you, if you don't actually wake up and you're all groggy at the start of a day, do you think you're really going to churn out your best work? No, you're not, okay? If you want your best work, you need to be awake. You need to be alert. In addition to protein helping you stay awake, it also helps you feel satiated okay carbs have the worst satiety index of all of the macronutrients and on the other hand protein has the greatest satiety and hunger is hugely distracting okay i'm sure you know there, there's a reason why the word hangry exists in our language okay it's because hunger sucks <laughs> hunger sucks and it distracts you and if you're trying to do your best work being distracted is no way to do your best work okay it's going to get in the way High protein breakfasts have been shown to curb your cravings for up to 36 hours after. So not even just this day, but literally even a little bit tomorrow, protein has been shown to help out. Okay. And this is true even in breakfast skippers. All right. So protein has been shown to help out even in breakfast skippers. All right. And what about cognitive performance more directly? Okay. We talked about alertness, but more specifically you see that high-protein versus high-carb breakfast, high-protein wins. And again, this holds true even in breakfast skippers, okay? And I mentioned previously that breakfast will also help prevent malnourishment. So if your diet sucks, you should be eating breakfast, and you should be making it balanced. And more specifically, you should be making it high-protein, okay? You, yes, you can have carbs. Yes, you can have fat at your breakfast, but do not skimp on the protein. All right, so more concretely, you need to develop a solid breakfast routine. And so that's what I want to give you real quick here in the last few minutes. So we've talked about hydration in the past. Hydration is probably the number one thing you should be doing. 
And so when you first wake up at the start of a day, you should be having at least 12 ounces of water, okay, right when you wake up. And if you want to give yourself some extra electrolytes that will, you know, just help make everything run smoothly, throw in a pinch of sea salt and throw in a squeeze of lemon, okay? Both of those have different vitamins and minerals that will help you out and help balance things out and absorb that water a little bit better. So get that water and then make sure you're getting a high protein breakfast, okay? I like to recommend the 30 and 30 rule. Get at least 30 grams of protein within 30 minutes of waking up. Okay. And this holds true even for breakfast skippers. So breakfast skippers, please still do this. All right. So whether or not you decide you want to fully incorporate, you know, this large breakfast meal, what you should be doing is you should at the very least be getting some protein at the start of a day. This will truly help your mornings be so much more productive and give you a huge boost in your brain performance. Okay. All right. And with that, I'm going to leave you for the day please leave me a rating and review. Let me know what you thought this week. I love hearing what, you know, your feedback is. I love constructive criticism. I love it all. Uh, and I do truly, truly, truly read 100% of what you send me. Okay, so I love hearing from you guys. Please shoot me a message anytime. I love talking about this stuff, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> and if you can, please also subscribe. It really, truly does help me out a lot. I would greatly appreciate it. With that, I'm out of here. Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.